Hey Soul Seekers, Kay here, and welcome to the real 47th episode of the Language of Our Soul podcast. This episode we will be discussing the implications of having a definite impending doom, and my extremely hazardous neurotic state. So without further ado, let's begin. Turns out, last episode I forgot to ask a question. Whoops. So the question is, you have been told you had an incurable illness and only one year left to live. What would you do? This is a classic tragic situation that forces us to reconsider our lives and what's important. Like Seneca said, we act as if we have an unlimited time span. But what happens when we're aware of our mortality? When there's a date with death awaiting us? Not constantly thinking about mortality is a self-defense mechanism. If we truly pondered death all the time, there's no way we could live our lives. The magnitude and weight of death would destroy us. However, from time to time, thinking about how we want to live can be beneficial. It forces us to consider whether we're living the way we want to because we are, or because it was unconsciously forced upon us. Memento mori. Take the consumerism society for instance. Why are we so obsessed with buying stuff? Do we even want all those things? Is there a better way you would spend your finite funds? After I went travelling, with only 14 kilograms, I was forced to decide what's really important to me. Turns out, I didn't really need that many things, just my clothes, home office setup and tech goods. Without being able to purchase material items due to luggage limits, I learnt that I didn't need excessive possessions to enjoy myself. Back to the question. Some people with an incurable illness don't change their day-to-day -day life and act as if it didn't exist. They don't want to be coddled and treated as a precious ornament. They just want to live their life as is. I won't tell anyone about my impending doom. It took me years to build up a good relationship, especially as someone who doesn't connect easily. So why would I want to destroy that? Telling anyone about the disease would change how they treat you. Maybe they wouldn't invite you out for drinks anymore, mindful of your health. Or excuse your outrageous behaviour, even though friends are the most important factor from keeping you from going overboard. I wouldn't live my life exactly the same though. A lot of how I live is simply to plan for the future. If the future didn't matter, why would I work my ass off? What benefit is it to slave away when I'll never see the fruits of my labour? Nor do I care about charity and giving. I've tried donating 5% of my income for a year, but I didn't feel anything. I thought I'd feel good, righteous, holier than thou. Hence why everything I do is simply for my lifetime. Anything after that is irrelevant. Instead of working for others, I pursue my passion projects. Projects that I cannot do because they're both expensive in opportunity cost and aren't able to sustain myself. As I'm in IT, these would be interesting web app ideas. Perhaps a Super Saiyan shout out. Maybe developing a VR app that would substitute the mouse and use eye tracking and hand gestures instead. These are all fun, but non-commercial. The moment things become commercial, the fun and joy fades away. Now it's about marketing, sales and customer support. No longer can I just do shit and run with it. Develop jank that works. It has to be all proper, and proper is time consuming. In addition to that, I'll be travelling around, chatting to anyone I could meet. Just learning about the interesting lives they lived. People are wildly interesting if given the chance to chat to them. 
like a couple who reflected upon their lives, wondering where did things go so wrong, desperately trying to change course, but moving slower than they desired. Or a weed-smoking friend who always spoke faster and applied a thicker Indian accent the higher he got. Perhaps a Korean who didn't really have fond memories of Korea and travelled to different countries to experience something better. With only one year left to live, then I don't need to work for others. I would have enough savings to last my entire year. Hell, I could even take out a loan to travel, since debt is none of my concern. My actions would be orientated towards extreme individualism. There's no longer any need to fit into society or do as society expects of me. It's just me, my webats, my words and an adventure to experience something more than this mundane life. It would be a true grand adventure, like Frodo from Lord of the Rings. Except it would end on a high, not back to the same old town, doing the same old stuff again. I brood and brood over things, and you know, this mindset is quite dangerous, especially if one isn't well grounded and reads too much philosophy. Earlier I mentioned how obsessive thinking about death would render someone unable to live their life. The sheer weight and magnitude of those thoughts would crush them. Over the past few years, I've been obsessing over the thought of death. I've had trouble sleeping, pondering that if I sleep, will it actually be me who wakes up? What if I died and the new me simply has all my memories? That is, each night I die and become replaced. I've been wondering whether I'm even fit or cut out for this world and how it operates. Someone well adjusted, someone who can adapt themselves would be fine, but I'm neither. Countless times I ask myself, is this it? Is this all the world has to offer? My mindset has become increasingly jaded and cynical towards everything. Can I even stand working to put on a social mask time and time again, to wear out my soul every single day? A few years back, I was going to kill myself. Now I wonder whether I should have just done that. At least, that way, I don't need to suffer this endless torment. Carl Jung mentioned modes of being neurotic. One is the external neurotic, where they fail to adjust properly into wider society, fail to learn how to play the social game. These problems push them towards relaxance, to forget the problem ever existed, like drugs, alcohol and more. However, running away doesn't resolve their problem, it only makes it worse, with an ever-increasing anxiety. The second is inner turmoil. Though well-adjusted and by all accounts successful in status and social life, their inner self collapses upon itself. They are aware of their uniqueness, the difference between them and others, but they cannot properly manifest it. So, slowly but surely, their soul chips away, day by day, week by week, year by year. One is a problem of being aware of their external abnormality. However, they cannot bridge that gap and become normal, like everyone else, integrating into society. Another is a problem of yearning to be special, unique, a message their soul desperately screams out to them. Yet, in the wider world, they are all too normal. Both states lead to misery and tragedy, to a neurotic state, to retreat from the world. Neats, not in employment, education or training, and hikimoris, those who shut themselves in their room, retreating from the world entirely. They are effectively, as Carl Jung describes, neurotic, fail to integrate into society, the external, and are yearning to be special, to be a hero, to be unique, yet all too aware of just how replaceable they are, the internal. So if they retreated from the world, 
their answer was not to engage at all. I am beginning to increasingly emphasize with them, for they are not too unlike myself. The only difference is how they made a choice whilst I'm stuck in limbo. What's the point of this all? All this struggle, all this reading, all this thinking, everything. What is the point of it all? I see no value going to a psychologist either. They cannot solve my problem. They cannot give me meaning or purpose in this world. A problem not unique to me and is common amongst males. Without the symbolic, all I see in front of me is the bare reality. I am replaceable. Seven billion others ensure that. My skills are already known by millions of others. Friends, relationships, all that comes and goes. Can 5% of joy light up 95% void? The cold hard truth is that I'm alone, replaceable and mean nothing. I fail to integrate into the external world. My internal state yearns to be something more. However, what are the results? Nothing. Unlike others who retreat into bliss, into drugs, alcohol or otherwise, I am not ignorant. I cannot indulge in them knowing the adverse effects. Nor can I retreat into religion or spiritualism. Again, my mind will not allow it. My knowledge cannot be erased. Then, what's left? To live every day in both hells, the external and the internal. A constant, ever-pondering, ever-neurotic state. I'm planning on travelling the world, seeing different sights, people, and finding my place. Except, some part of me wonders, if I do go on that trip, what will remain when I come back? Old connections fizzled out. Familiar sights are no longer the same. Time changed everything. On my trip, as I'm not super social, new relationships are far and few between. In addition, any new friend will die out since I'm always on the go. To stay would be to admit death of my hopes and dreams, to accept that I am normal, just like everyone else. That there's nothing unique about myself as I conform to society. To go would be to become untethered to everything I'm a part of today, considering my mental state a very, very dangerous proposition. Perhaps I won't go, then slowly decay in this state, with these fake smiles as my soul erodes into dust. Perhaps I will go, and see all my connections become loose. Then, when I return, what's left? Neither new nor old connections exist any longer. In the back of my mind, there's always plan D. When things don't pan out, when everything just becomes too much, when my flimsy dreams and hopes fail, I always have planned death. Perhaps that's when I'll commence that plan. Perhaps. Now to preface this, to be clear, I am not advocating for anyone to take the same path as me. You should get help, seek a psychologist, which Western governments are making increasingly accessible. I believe Australia has a few free visits per year. Not to mention, most first world countries have 24-7 help hotlines. This podcast exists to detail out my thoughts, and society heavily shuns anything less than happy. Think YouTube videos and streams. Everyone is always smiling. Everyone is always happy. It's like negative emotions don't exist anymore. These thoughts are simply what I feel at the time of writing and recording the podcast. Thoughts that can change, evolve or disappear at a moment's notice. Right now, I'm jobless and all I have is time. Too much time. Work, colleagues and relationships help anchor someone. It gives them routine, something to think about for most of the day. These interactions, if generally are positive, would cause a positive feedback loop where the person continues thinking about the upsides in life.
Hence, if I were to get a job, this downward spiral of despair might be reduced from doomsday to there's ups and downs in life. Why am I saying all this? Because recently I watched a video about a suicide form, a form that actively encouraged others to commit suicide, not to get help, and also sell suicide methods. A quite morally reprehensible site. Hence, I wanted to make sure my work isn't associated at all. Although, I do wonder whether my works are somewhat familiar. It's an interesting philosophical thought, whether I candidly talk about my despair, my anguish and suicidal thoughts, where there is a potential for someone to be drawn into the darkness, where, if they never listened, then time and other works could help them. Or never say anything, and pretend as if these thoughts don't exist, as if there's no such thing as dark emotions. Given the fact the podcast is published, I suppose that's my answer. The question this episode is, what is the ultimate compliment you could give anyone? With that concluding thought, thanks for listening to the Language of My Soul podcast. If you wanted more, then visit my blog at langsoul.com. If you had your own answers to the big questions or wanted to send through your own big question, then there's a voice clip link in the description or email me k at langsoul.com.